What's going on, my brothers and sisters, aunties and uncles, monks, Kabbalists, wizards, mystics, sons and daughters of God. Welcome to Mr. Woo Woo. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of the Mr. Woo Woo podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Ramey. I'm trying a little something different at the suggestion to come a couple of my listeners who I hold very dear. They said, you know, in between guests, and I've had a few interesting, you know, I just started this podcast, but I've had a few interesting hiccups when it comes to guests, of course, with this show. Um, as you might imagine, <laughs> stupid variables just coming up over no reason. Uh, someone has suggested, you know, maybe you should do small, you know, in between uh, podcasts yourself um, and just... I don't know. It feels a little bit like I'm pontificating or if I'm lecturing, you know. Uh, that's why I wanted guests so you can kind of be a, a fly on the wall, listen to uh, interesting conversations um, having to do with the subject of metaphysics and spirit. But uh, it's been more and more complicated getting guests than you'd than you'd think. Just even asking friends uh, who are in the field, a lot of times their their priorities are a little fucked up, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, or they act a little extra weird when it comes to like, oh, I'm gonna be on a radio show. It's like, dude, this is, it's been like six episodes. No one's been listening, <laughs> except for you wonderful people, of course. And uh, I was suggested, you know, maybe you just, you know, pick a topic and, um, and I don't know, just uh, try to bring entertainment into your life. I just, I just don't know how easy or how difficult that's gonna be having to do with, um, you know, being interesting. You know, I'm not a, a stand-up comedian, so like they can carry your attention and your joy for like 60 minutes. There's there's podcasters that are stand-up comedians that do it like 60 minute specials, basically every single time that they get onto the the microphone. And uh, well, I'll just I'll just try to do my best. <laughs> I'll try to do my best and and not uh, bore you to tears. Uh, the reason I I wanted to come on today was there was an amazing thing that happened like grace miracles whatever you wish to to describe it as but it, it happened at my sister's wedding that just came recently and uh basically oh i want to see if this equipment actually blocks out this asshole helicopter it keeps coming over my apartment fucking cops fuck off bro okay yeah probably so if you got a little bit of that in the ear sorry about that and not all cops are assholes, but, you know, a couple are. Anyway. Yeah, okay, thank you, you noisy bastard. Get away. All right. And uh, we were at a wedding, my sister, my only sister's wedding, my beloved, beloved Mimi. I uh, got married uh, on the 9th, not too long ago. Uh, congratulations to her. She's now Mrs. Anaya. I'm so proud of her and uh, so grateful for the man she ended up marrying. I don't know how many of you aren't really cool with <laughs> who marries your siblings, but I could not be more pleased. Uh, my new brother-in-law's the coolest guy, nicest man. And uh, he flew out a bunch of people from uh, Kauai to come out and, uh, and see his wedding. It was not easy. And it happened to be during that monsoon-like hurricane that was coming up from Mexico. Uh, it, was, it was just mind-blowing because they, they wanted an all-outdoor wedding, they're uh 
they had it at a, at a beautiful vineyard or, or we're supposed to at, um, it's in Ramona, California. And the whole family staying at like multiple cabins, uh, staying, um, like they, they wanted me and my wife to kind of essentially stay with my, my like parents and my, my cousin and his wife, both of my crazy aunts. I love you too. Shout out to you, <laughs> but crazy. And, uh, we were like, nah, no, thank you. We're going to just go get a VRBO on the side of this hill over here, um, in Julian. And it was a beautiful little cottage. It looked like when you went in, it was a refurbished, uh, trailer RV, but not really. It was like a really high geometry ceilings and it was, it was really cute inside. Right. That's my wife says it's really cute. And we're in there and we, we look at the weather on the weather app for, it says like the next five days, 100% rain all the way through what looks like to be the wedding. Um, so we, we get packed up, we go and we get settled in there. We're like, okay, this is great. And we go to my sister's, uh, uh, what are they called? Wedding dinners, you know, the pre-dinner where all the, everybody gets together. And she's got food trucks for everybody. You know, she's really excited because she's kind of a gourmand. She's an amazing, amazing cook, amazing chef. And uh, she was super excited to share this with our family from Michigan that was flying out too. And we get out there and um, immediately there's, you know, a little bit of drama. Uh, the the food trucks <laughs> scheduled it for the wrong, for the wrong day on their end of the book. So it was like, she was completely screwed. And somehow we were still able to find like gourmet pe a gourmet pizza place in town. It was absolutely delicious. The family had a great time, but, uh, it was, it was looking pretty murky, um, weather wise. Cause that we were getting the tail end of that, um, hurricane that was coming off of uh, Baja and everybody's like talking about it and getting like more and more worried and everyone's, and we all know how the, the word creates, your thought creates. So I could tell the entire wedding party's freaking out on her behalf. They go, no, no, what are we going to do? And all these things. And they start coming up to me and my wife, uh, like one at a time, because they know we're kind of metaphysical weirdos. They're like, hey, uh, look, we were wondering if you could like help us, you know, maybe change the weather. <laughs> I've been doing this so long that that people who used to laugh at me for being in, into uh, spiritual concepts are now like, hey man, can you maybe fix my back? And while you're at it, do you think we, we could do something about this weather? And I was like, well, it's a hurricane and I'm looking at my app and 100% uh, chance of rain on the day of their wedding. Uh, supposed to rain buckets all night, all day. And we're like, hey, no big deal. We're gonna, we're gonna see what we can do, right? <laughs> so the entire, the entire dinner, uh, I'm fixing backs of and necks of family members that uh, that probably thought I was categorically insane a few years back, but now they're like, help me, help me with my back. I'm like, okay. And uh, I'm doing energy healing techniques on them and uh, trying to keep the levity going because it's kind of a, a disaster that uh, had happened on that end. And there's all these other things that are starting to kind of unravel when it comes to the wedding. And, uh, don't think much of it but i tell everyone at there at the party and so does my wife like look if we're gonna like have any chance of this not being a deluge and it completely ruining the wedding i need all of you to visualize I need all of you to visualize a sunny day even though your phone is saying 100 rain 100 chance the entire time we need a sunny day i 
want you to visualize standing there and being able to get married outside. Everyone looking around in bewilderment, like, man, this is amazing. Uh, and, and to hold that in your heart. Okay. And this is in between, I'm sure like lots of power shots, lots of drinking, right? but they're all into positivity and they know like my sister loves positivity and they're just trying to keep everything cool. Her bridesmaids and her maid of honor were absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Like a hundred percent, like how you'd want your girls having your back ladies. This is how these chicks had her back. Like they known her since she was like five years old. They had her back. They knew every, every little nook and cranny of, of what response could happen. And they kept her, her energy high and happy far more than, than I thought would be appropriate for, for her wedding, you know, cause she really wanted it to go well. So we head back to the, uh, this residence that we rented on the side of a, we like the side of the property, but there's this long Canyon down underneath and, and uh, it shoots down, uh, couple hundred feet down into like a mountain range of Julian. And we start hearing that wind whistling and uh, starts to kind of rattle the entire, the entire place. <laughs> and we're just kind of going, holy shit, okay. You know, we uh, eventually start to notice the sounds of tearing and, uh, and kind of a crashing sounds. And uh, we look out the windows and the shingles are starting to come off of the roof of this place. It's literally blowing it like, <laughs> they're talking 80 mile an hour winds, 80 to 100 possibly. And we were just like, oh God, man, this, this is starting to get out of hand. And the property owner's walking around with his dog like Hagrid, you know, outside and we look outside and all the, all the trees and all the bushes are blowing so hard that it looked like it was like we were about to get to blown blown away to Oz, basically. So they they text us and call us and say, um, you know, we don't know if we're going to be able to even get out there to repair what's wrong, and we have a feeling there's going to be leaks. So we'd like to refund your money for the next day, but uh, we and we hope you have somewhere to stay. But we don't know if it's appropriate for you to even you know if you even want to stick around. And I said, uh, okay. So I, I reluctantly call my, my poor family, my, my parents be like, look, I know we all didn't want to go under the same roof. You guys got like COVID fears and stuff like that. Uh, and hopefully you can get over them because <laughs> we're about to be refugees here. And I go, sure. You know, you can, you can come and, and take the, take our bed. <laughs> of course they sacrifice themselves immediately. My mom's like, here, you just take my bedroom, you know? Like, oh my God, you know, this lady. And uh, she's out basically sleeping in a chair. God bless her. Uh, but that's that's where she could get comfortable uh, for the time being. And as we're driving toward toward them and toward their big old, um, they got one of these big real world cabins. And it was so trippy inside there. It looked like a gift shop that you'd see in Texas or in Arizona or something. It was just like animal heads everywhere and regalia from the old west and each room had its own uh western theme you know it was, it was, it was incredible incredible place uh but thankfully they were able to make room for us we just wanted to sleep on the couches but you know how parents are they're just like nope sacrifice and they're just lopping their arms off so I'm like, okay fine thank you <laughs> and so we go and stay with them and uh you know it's kind of cool because my cousin from michigan's there with his wife minus the kids there were no kids at the uh 
at the ceremony. It was kid-free. And uh, everyone's just trying to, trying to relax. And when we get there, the rain starts coming down so hard that it's just basically sideways. We're in just a deluge. And we're like, oh, wow, okay, this is really not ideal. Uh, <laughs> uh, because she's about to get married in like 24 hours' time. So, basically, me and Abby are trying to put in double overtime, praying our, our absolute brains out. Uh, please, please, you know, this is so important to Sarah. Her, her, um, her, her dinner didn't work out the way she'd wanted to, but everyone still had a great time, thank God. But I was like, come on, man. I'll be damned if, you know, it's going to be like this for her outdoor wedding. I mean, it's, who knew? Who knew in the first week of September there would be a monsoon, right? It was supposed to be gorgeous and balmy outside, just sideways rain all night. We wake up the day of the wedding, sideways rain, hasn't stopped, hasn't let up, curtains, absolute curtains of rain coming down, winds blowing, as one might expect from a hurricane. And we're just going, I have no idea how this is going to work out in, uh, at the wedding. But, you know, she's a trooper. She's an absolute soldier. Her and her, uh, her fiancé go with their wedding party uh, in advance. They go down to the, to the venue, this beautiful, beautiful little vineyard. So <laughs> all the guys are getting ready. Still deluge. Still absolute sideways pouring rain. But we're just going to go for it. We, we get in the car and... <laughs> I mean, we were like almost soaked just walking to the car. We, we get into the car and we start driving to her. We're still praying, praying, praying. Okay, I'm seeing a sunny day, I'm seeing no rain. Okay, great. And as we're starting to approach this venue, uh, it's just uh, amazing what happens. We, we start driving from Julian down to Ramona, which is you know, it's like a couple miles away from each other. And as we, we go... We must be like just several miles from the place. We notice just like a slight decrease in the in the ferocity of the rain, and it's it's just basically you know misting, like pattering. Like, oh wow, okay, that's an improvement. That's okay, good. So again, that's a magical you know act to remember to calibrate, be grateful for every change that goes toward the manifestation you're trying to make happen. Right? So you go, oh, you acknowledge it. You go, thank you. That's much better, uh, spirit. If you could continue to, you know, and I'm thinking toward elemental forces and <laughs> talking to angels and I'm calling on everybody, Kwan Yin, Jesus, Krishna, everybody. I'm just like, could you please just dig your fingers into these clouds and move them out of the way, get them out of there. As we approach the venue, just as we're rolling up, it just stops. It just stops like cold and we park and, I, and we're ready to get out in parkas and umbrellas. And we're like, oh my God, it's like completely, completely stopped. And as, as we uh, disembarked from the car, we walked down to see the wedding party because we're supposed to be there early for wedding photos. And still everyone's just like, oh my God, hopefully it doesn't rain during this thing. And the wedding planner's running around trying to make other arrangements and, and had this beautiful dining hall looked all crazy and medieval and stuff, but it was very elegant and beautiful. And we're just like, I don't know what they're going to do. How are they going to do this thing outside? All the chairs are outside the venue now, and some of them are still drying off. I said, okay, this is, this is working out. This is, this is doing okay. 
and uh, they're taking the photos down there and it's this lightest smattering of like just sprinkles that are basically coming off trees. You can see it in the pond, this gorgeous pond with willows around it that you could, you could see the raindrops patterns kind of, kind of formulating there, but we're holding umbrellas for my sister and, and the groom and, you know, and everybody, everyone looks in good spirits. I think a lot of vape pens were happening there. We were, we were getting a lot done there. A lot of vape pens. And uh, <laughs> just to calm everybody down, you know, people are having some shots, trying to chill out. And she looks unbelievably gorgeous. Like my sister looked like if, if the goddess Athena just came out, I know she had a cape. Just like, oh my God, dude. Looked like a frigging goddess that just stepped off of Olympus, you know? Just absolutely beautiful. Her, her fiance had this beautiful lay that her her family, his family, excuse me, had brought over uh, from Kauai because he's he's from there, and he just looked relieved and and relaxed for no reason at all. <laughs> he looked as chill as a cucumber, and uh, we were just like, "How you guys doing?" And you're like, "Oh, dude, it's amazing. I think the whole the thing you guys are, you know, keep it up. It's working." I'm going, oh, okay, great, you know, and everybody else is winking and going like, dude, it's working, this is great, you know, so okay, everyone, you know, keep up seeing the sunny and all that, and we just took the cessation of precipitation as like, that's perfect, right, that's, that's more than enough, so we, <laughs> as they're done taking pictures, and they, they come inside, uh, just briefly, it starts to sprinkle again, we go, oh, shit, all right, and I was like, and that's the doubt creeping back in. You're just going, nah, I don't, I don't think that's the thing. Uh, I don't think that's what's going to happen. But everyone's still in good spirits. As we're about to walk back to the venue, it stops raining completely. Not, not a drip, not a drop, nothing. We're all sitting outside. I'm just like, okay, this is great. Like, it's not happening. Come on, come on, come on. And, uh, you know, everyone looks beautiful, of course. And uh, the ceremony happens. We're thrilled. This guy kind of like rushes through it. I don't blame him. That's how it should be. All the bridesmaids are lined up. Everybody's dry as a bone. It's great. Once it's done, I do, yay. Everyone goes inside for uh, these unbelievable appetizers. I mean, it's so good. You know, only my sister would have picked this, but their chef was unbelievable. It was so delicious. And so I'm scarfing down things that I normally never eat, like lobster and whatever, but these rolls were just unbelievable. And uh, we, as soon as we go in for that, it starts to sprinkle again. So as soon as the guests went inside, it sprinkles. When we go back outside, it stops. We're done eating appetizers and parlaying. We're about to go back to the, to the dinner, the other venue that's just, you know, maybe 100 steps away. It stops, it stops like raining again. Like it rained when we went inside. And as soon as we are about to intend to go outside, it just stops cold turkey we go in for dinner have an amazing dinner oh my god it was so crazy delicious and as we're coming back out there isn't a cloud above us like it's if it is it was, it was choppy and it looked mystical looking you know how like like pirates of the caribbean kind of feel um and it was just it was just magical and the, everyone's dancing their ass off the dj kicked ass even though he did interrupt you know my mom, while she was in the middle of her speech, he couldn't, he couldn't, uh, he wasn't really aware of her. <laughs> he wasn't really aware of her and the fact she was trying to, you know, tell my sister how, what she means to him. And 
means to her, excuse me. Blah. Sorry, a little out of it, guys. It's, I'm used to talking to somebody here. <laughs> but the DJ kicked ass. Everyone's dancing is just popping off. Everybody's taking these like cool photographs in, inside that uh, like they got a photo booth. And everyone's being hysterical. My brother's best friends all came. And these dudes are absolutely hysterical. Uh, hopefully one day they start a podcast. It's, they're freaking hilarious. And uh, they're dancing their asses off and showing out. And and as soon as it's over, everyone's have you know blast. Oh my god, it was a miracle. This uh, that the precipitation stopped. We're like, fuck yeah, this is great. We get back in the car, and I'm with uh, my brother, and we're driving back toward Julian. And as we are, it goes from dry as a bone to sprinkling like a mist. And as and. I hear a screech and I look over to my right and there is a owl with a huge wingspan flying right next to our car. It must have only been like 20 feet away. And it flew next to us for like 45 seconds straight, like keeping pace with us right out the, out the side of the window. Looked like Hedwig. You know, but of course you can't hear owls do that. So I'm just looking at its wings clearly because they have silent, they're silent flyers. And it's right outside. My brother's tripping. My wife is tripping. <clears throat> and then we see it kind of tail away. And then there's mist. And then deluge again. And it was like, I realized then that there was this field of energy over the venue. Like a bubble. A field of energy that was just particular to what my intention and my prayer was. And I feel it, honestly, it only would have worked because so many other people also were intending that and were on the same, they understood what I was saying and my, what my wife was saying. I said, you have to visualize what you want, not what you don't want. So much so that spirit literally put a dome over the area that we needed it done. The divine timing was so intense, like with, with the need of every single step going right or my sister's dress wouldn't get soaked, or the guests wouldn't get soaked, or or the entire thing would be a wash, <clears throat> and we wouldn't be able to even hold it outdoors. I don't even know what they would have done. But when you really need something done by spirit, there is only one way to do it, and that's to only imagine what you want, not what you don't want. You can apply the same lesson to everything in your life. Everything. If you get news in the mail or an email that you don't like, revise it. Imagine in your mind exactly what you would have liked that person or that, that letter to say and imagine it over and over and over again. And only that. Over and over and over again. And you'll, it's a magical act, you guys. This is prayer. Prayer on the highest level because you're not separate from spirit in any way. It's what's making your heart beat. It's what's giving you inspiration for your, your next breath, your next thought, your next idea. If you have no ideas, imagine yourself with ideas. Ask for inspiration. Ask for guidance. And it'll come. It'll come. I'm not going to say that you're going to always be able to change the weather. I'm not saying that we really did. Though, you know, Got a decent track record of messing around with weather. 
your thoughts are very much connected to the atmosphere. In fact, it's what most metaphysicians feel cataclysms are is a recoiling of our own destructive thinking and energy back upon us, whether it's an earthquake, a flood, a hurricane. Being able to visualize perfection despite the evidence, despite what your iPhone's telling you, despite what a medical expert is telling you. How many, how many doctors are condemning their patients to death because they're always looking for disease and never wellness? And that's another thing about disease. I was talking to, uh, not to jump subjects too quickly, but another client of mine who has, you know, challenges. And we were, we were talking about how physicians, and even my teacher, Dr. Barlow, would say how doctors are cursing their patients to death because they give them a stupid diagnosis based on some piece of paper that they saw without really using any form of intuition. They're not trained in intuition whatsoever. It's just technical BS. And as soon, like this is where that law of attraction and the four agreements come into thing. As soon as that patient agrees with what that doctor's vision is, it's locked in. Now you got it. And it's going to be way harder to get out. But all the people I've ever known in my 20-year career that miraculously got over diabetes, cancer, um, genetic disorders, I would always be like, well, what did you do? Because I'm always scientifically curious about that. I said, I told my doctor to kiss my ass. I told him to kiss my ass. Thank you for your opinion, but I'm going to get 10 more opinions and I'm going to go with the one that's the most positive. And they like changed their diet. They changed their heart. They figured out how to get rid of some aspect of their past and the dis-ease disappeared. Doctors aren't trained to do any of this. Unless you're a naturopathic doctor, dude, the karma that medical professionals are incurring in this life is astounding. Astounding the amount of unintentional harm is being done. And there, no one is given any kind of mental training. And the mind is everything. That's why the placebo effect works. The placebo cause is your mind. Doc, surprise, surprise, putz, it's your mind. Whether you heal or not from a medicine, whether you get better or not from an injury, your mind. And I'd love to see medical professionals open their minds and spiritually explore more efficient avenues of well-being with their patients and maybe try to sell drugs a little bit less. Maybe violate the Nuremberg Code a little bit less. And, and watch the well-being of everyone get better. If you're taking pharmaceutical drugs to alter your anxiety or your depression, I, I think there was a report recently came out that completely debunked like, uh, they got millions of people on mood-altering drugs because they said, oh, your pineal gland isn't producing the right kind of serotonin or enough serotonin or the, 
or melatonin or whatever it is. And it's a bit based on that. That's why you're chemically imbalanced. That's why you can't be happy. It's like, really? Have you ever gone to an, a yogic ashram? It's curable. Absolutely curable. And unless you want to chew on those Flintstone vitamins for the next 40 years, well, go for it. I'm sure it's going to do wonders for the body long term. Maybe you should sell drugs a little bit less, Doc. And try to figure out alternatives. So, yeah, the mind is that key. Spiritual training of some kind is a key of gaining control of your life. Said Guru talks about it easily, always, in uh, inner engineering. He knows that that's absurd. Anyone with any kind of real spiritual training knows that's absurd. You are the one allowing or not allowing those thoughts in. If you can't handle your own intelligence, learn how to. Stop wasting your life. Stop feeding these pharmaceutical families who have no problem running your life for the next 40 years and your wallets. And for all the doctors who are on board with that, shame on you. You're breaking the Hippocratic Oath big time. If you don't think that doesn't come back to you, then why is the average age of uh, physicians, you know, what they're dying in what, their 50s? Their 60s? These people's health are garbage. You should be the most healthy person if you're a doctor. The physician of tomorrow will have unbelievable tools at their disposal. They'll be able to take the chakras into consideration, which are just an externalization of the endocrine system. Endocrinology is basically the study of the chakras. An imbalance in those forces is what causes so many of these diseases. And there's so many different ways to fix them, to tinker with them, to move them, to change them. That isn't an external, I don't know how to describe it, like a, a patch, a band-aid. They keep reapplying every, every day because you don't know how to control your own mind. You don't know how to control your emotions. We're not taught emotional control at all here in this country in particular. I would love to be a pro at it myself. I've been working at it for like two decades and I still have, you know, like anger issues. One of my big hiccups is I kind of hate evil, right? But... If that negativity is in me, then it's still manifest in me, right? That's why I think Jesus said, love your enemy, right? You just, at least it keeps you free. It keeps you free from the force that evil wants you to become involved with. Destructive forces. And most drugs have the gall to be called medicines. Yo, AMA can kiss my ass. A medicine cures disease. A medicine is a cure for disease. Everything else is a patch. The treatments are drugs. And that covers up symptoms. It doesn't address causes. 
you want to address causes, you have to begin with your own mind. There's a psychological cause behind all of this stuff. But I've thankfully have known hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that have cured themselves of ailments because they understood that at the center of everything is their own. They have to take responsibility for their own thinking. If we could all do that, then we live in an extremely awesome, extremely peaceful world. And I'd like you to, to join me in that world. Uh, one last uh, thing I think would be awesome of all of you to consider is like right now, there's about 300 million people in a province in China that are under a, a lockdown from their, their communist um, government. And a lot of them are starving to death. And uh, I have lots of views when it comes to the CCP, none of them positive. But there are a lot of innocent people that are the subject of control of their government. Just look at the Russians. China, anywhere where there's authoritarianism, and I know there's some forces here in America that are attempting to gear themselves up to make that happen here, like it is in Canada, like it was in Australia during these lockdowns. But amongst all of that, the people in the countries aren't the governments of those countries. Some of them are already powerless to do anything about it. So I'd like for all of you, if you can take a few minutes of your day to think I don't know, positive thoughts, happy thoughts for the innocent. There's, there's millions of children that are being affected there. Please imagine food in their mouth. Imagine them free. Heck, even imagine them able to speak their own mind. As censorship begins to grow in this country, which makes me sick that America could even consider such a thing. Anyone that is... Okay for censorship, to me, you're a Nazi. You want to censor anyone's expression, anyone's. You are not an American. Censorship is evil. And I will always fight those forces. This show is just the beginning of that fight. And I'm talking to BlackRock, I'm talking to Google and YouTube and any other tech company that thinks it's okay to screw with the expression of Americans and our free speech, you're all going down. All of you. I guarantee it. That Texas judge is just the beginning. He will sue your brains out and that'll be it for you. Oh yeah, on another related to, uh, just one more topic <laughs> is, uh, let's see, what was it? It had to do with tech. Oh, yeah. If you want your mental and emotional well-being to improve, dump Twitter. That place is a cesspool of negativity. There's no positivity there. It will make your mind toxic and then therefore your life toxic. Get off of there. It's a pool for opinion whores. Get out as fast as you can. Stop giving away your power and your rights to these companies. Take your attention from them. Get off of TikTok. Dump it. Stop looking at that rectangle in your pocket. Go outside. 
Hug a family member. Read a book for Christ's sake. And don't forget to pray whatever God you believe in. If you don't believe in a God, pray to goodness. Pray that goodness happens. Okay? That's it for this week. Sorry if that was a little heavier than I had intended. <clears throat> Next week will be much more lighthearted. I will uh, be delighted to um, welcome one of my very favorite people, Mr. Jason Beskin, who is uh, an amazing um, mystic and, and a budding and blooming uh, energy healer who I've uh, you know, had some amazing experiences with. I got to witness his, his awakening, and it was beautiful to behold, and we'll, we talk about that at, at great length. So thanks for putting up with me this week. I, uh, I really appreciate you all. I love you all. Even if any of those forces are listening in, I even love your shitty ass too, you shit ass. Watch Reservation Dogs. It's the best show ever. And I will be able to welcome you and get, get to uh, enjoy your presence next week. Okay, thank you so much for your time. I love you. Peace. Are you experiencing imbalance physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually? Let's help you get it resolved. We simply utilize energy or consciousness-based techniques to harmonize and uplift you physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually. This energy healing, particularly with cranial sacral therapy and matrix energetics, is hands down the best in San Diego. We pride ourselves with over 13 years of experience helping people like you. What are you waiting for? If you're in San Diego and looking for relief, come see us today.